ladies. It is week 10, episode 10 of In the Bonus. We've got Isis Young, Kim Adams, myself, Megan Caffrey. No Lisa this week. She'll be with us again next week. But hey, hey, ladies, what's up? How are we doing? We're busy. We're we're right in the thick of the season. We're going from game to game. We're traveling. We're keeping up with the scores. It's a busy Monday as we record this. Yeah all over the place. It's been fun watching you guys and like watching you guys on TV, following what you're doing on socials. We're popping off. And so let's just dive right into it because you ladies have a lot to do. So let's chat. Let's chat starting with looking at the AP poll this week. When the votes were released, we still do have three Big East teams in the AP poll, a little bit of movement. Some spots were changed around, but we've got UConn, Creighton, and Marquette, all within the top 25 still, 10 weeks through the season. They did move down a couple of spots. Marquette notably did move down four since the last polling. So I'm curious, Ice, I'll start with you, of just when you look at it, you know, what does that say about all three of these teams, the state of women's basketball, the competition that we're seeing right now? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think, honestly, for UConn and Creighton, their spots only moves because other teams moved up. Other teams had impressive wins. Um, looking across the country, Virginia Tech had a huge win over NC State in ACC play. They beat a number three NC State that took a couple of slots down from that. Um, and so I think just we're seeing a couple of teams towards that top tier pop up. And so UConn slid down one. Same thing for Creighton. They've been pretty consistent around that 21-22. They're staying in the top 25. They've been pretty consistent. And then Marquette dropping four spots is because of two losses. You know, the loss to UConn and then the loss to St. John's. um, And just, I think, in point differential with the UConn loss and getting that eye test is, you know, 30-plus points. Um, And so I think they just had, you know, a tough couple of games. Um, I think they're still obviously in top 25, number 23. They're going to have plenty of opportunities to continue to build that resume in the Big East. That's the great thing about playing in a tough conference. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm seeing just really across the board. Um, it is not necessarily, you know, anything wrong with Creighton or UConn. They've been solid. Um, just, you know, a couple teams across the country that have been playing exceptionally well and moving up. I think Baylor is uh, the team of the month almost is what it's going to seem like. They've had some pretty crucial you know, wins recently, they moved up to top four in the country. Sarah Andrews, one of the best dynamic guards in the country. Um, and so really excited to see how consistent they can be. They've got a ranked opponent coming up as well. So um, I think it's just a lot of national things going on, a lot of in-game conferences and rivalries that are happening. Yeah, Baylor is just one of three teams left undefeated, South Carolina, UCLA, and then Baylor. Um, my thoughts on the poll, I I actually moved UConn up a couple spots into the top 10 this week for the first time in a while, in a couple weeks. And it's just because I'm so impressed with the product we're seeing on the floor as they get accustomed to who's available for them. The freshmen, we've talked a lot about them. So I actually moved UConn up into the 10th spot because when I watch them play right now, I'm like, this is a top 10 team. Um, But yeah, Marquette and Creighton, I I personally thought, because uh, when I saw Marquette lose to St. John's, I, I saw it, for, I was on the game. I was like, oh man, like I'm probably going to have to drop Marquette out of the rankings this week. But then as I was doing my rankings last night, there are a ton of teams who are losing. Like basically I did my top 15 mm-hmm. and then from like 16 on, like 16 to 20, like everybody lost. So I think it's it's the time of the season where like 
most teams in the poll have at least two win two losses. Some like high level teams have three to four losses, like a Yukon, like a UNC, like a Utah. And I think we're just at that time of the year where you see just how hard it is to win on the road in conference games. I don't care what conference you play. And we saw Marquette losing at St. John's. I'm thinking of Utah, who played South Carolina really tough earlier in the year. They lost to Arizona. Um, NC State, as I mentioned, losing at Virginia Tech. So as I'm doing my rankings, I'm not – when teams are losing on the road, I don't – I don't put too much into that. I'm like, it's hard to win on the road in conference play. Um, so I think it's great for the league that Marquette and Creighton are still hanging in there by a little bit. And and I do think UConn is playing like a top 10 team right now. Well, speaking of just how hard it is to win on the road, Ice, you watched Villanova come into Seton Hall and take down the Pirates. What were your thoughts on that game what Lucy Olson looks like this year in person. I, I, I'm curious. Yeah, um, I'm going to say I did not expect this to happen. You know, I thought that Seton Hall was kind of bouncing back um, and catching in their rhythm and their flow back offensively. I thought they had multiple players that were starting to step up. Um, but it was really an uncharacteristic game of the Pirates. Um, they had a ton of, you know, missed opportunities in the paint, a ton of missed layups. Um, and Villanova just kept it ugly. They really just mucked it up is, is how I felt. Um, but this is one of the few games, guys, in which we're going to see Lucy Olsen was not the leading scorer for uh, the Wildcats. And that's what I talked about with Denise Dillon after the game. I said, hey, like, what's going on here? It's a rare time in which Lucy's not the leading scorer. Um, Christina Dalse only had six points. She did have 12 boards. Um, but it was a uh, cat. It was. Um, oh, was it Oriole? Caitlin Oriole? Oh. Yes, Kath, yes, Caitlin Oriole. There we go. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was Caitlin Oriole off the bench. It was Maddie Weber, the freshman off the bench. Both of those two were in double figures. And then Lucy had 10. Um, and so only a 50-point game. I mean, it was a low-scoring game. But it made me think of, like, the Wildcats. It was just a good game to pull out on the road, knowing that your leading scorer didn't have her best day, but your team could still win and, and pull games out. So, um, I, I thought that they looked pretty strong. Um, I thought that it was just a tough, ugly game. But in conference play, like when you win those, especially on the road, as Tim just alluded to, like those are the those are the extra ones you need at the end that really count. Um, so I thought it was a good win for the Wildcats on the road. And then I uh, got a chance to catch up with Maddie Seegers, which was awesome as well. Oh, um, so she was at the game. Yeah, yeah. So it's so good to talk and catch up with her and just talk about, you know, she's getting ready to go to play in Athletes Unlimited. Um, that starts in February, so just continuing her pro journey with that um, and just talking about how she's kind of doing a little bit of coaching and practices and helping the girls out. Um, and so it seems like she's finding success in other things, like connected to basketball, but in other avenues, which is really cool. That That's awesome for Maddie. And also, it's so interesting to your point too, Ice, of just, you know, what Seton Hall was able to do in that game of containing Lucy Olson. And I went to mm -hmm. um, Seton Hall head coach, Tony Bazella's post game uh, press conference. And he was, he was extremely disappointed in his team of, because he was like, we, we did what we were supposed to do basically. And to lose like that, there was tons of frustration, yeah. but the, the pirates were able to have a little bit of comeback, an offensive explosion, but Kim, Let's talk a little bit about St. John's, honestly, because you've seen a lot of the Johnnies recently. Yeah, the reason I was chuckling there is because I think I saw a tweet from you after the game where Tony was like, there was not a single positive in this game. Is that yes. the game? <laughs> and man, that's just, that's such a Tony tweet. 
uh, Tony tweet. Um, but yes, yes, I am the St. John's expert on the podcast this week. I had the good fortune of being assigned both of their games this week, which were very exciting. Um, so we started off midweek. Top 20 Marquette came into Carneseca. St. John's was 500 on the season. St. John's walks away with a one-point win in that one. Um, so just a couple takeaways from the game. Um, a lot changed in the second quarter. Jordan King got her second foul late in the first quarter. She did not play at all in the second quarter. And I thought Marquette's offense just got lost. Uh, they were There were careless turnovers that we don't typically see from them. The offense got stagnant. And Jordan King didn't play a, a minute of this, a second of the second quarter. So the game changed a lot there. But they did come back, and St. John's was down eight in the third quarter, maybe even early in the fourth. At some point in the second half, they were down eight. And it looked like, okay, like they gave it a good fight against a top 20 team. Marquette's going to pull this one out. But then St. John's defense said, no way. So my two notes, and I'll get into a couple quick notes on the next game. My two notes on St. John's from both of these wins one, their defense, and two, unique Drake. Uh, this defense in the Marquette game forced 23 turnovers. Marquette only averaged 14 on the season. They are long. They are athletic. They are disciplined. Disciplined defensively is a word I'll use for St. John's defense. They do not foul. They're vertical. They're in position. They're helping. And that their defense won them the game. And probably Unique Drake did too. Um, so the next game I had was the Providence game. Unique Drake had 24 in each of those games. I left Ooh. so incredibly impressed by her ability to create her own shot. All she really needs is a ball screen and she can lose her defender. So I'll kind of mix in the two games here. They then went to Providence. It was an ugly first half. Both teams, like really no offense, like a ugly pickup game. Uh, the ladies got it together a little bit in the third quarter. Providence came on a huge run uh, out of the third quarter. Again, St. John's found themselves down. I believe it was eight again. Uh, and again, defense and unique Drake came through uh, long athletic unique Drake, 24 points. So very impressed by the week St. John's had. Uh, I'll also give a note on Providence. It was my first time seeing them live with coach Aaron bath. We spoke to her at media day. My thoughts haven't changed. She's just a joy to speak to. You see how hard her players are playing for her. Not to mention this mm -hmm. Providence team is still doing this without two of their starting guards. Unfortunate news, yeah. it was confirmed that Kylie Shepard is out for the season, which is just a real bummer. Um, they do hope to get Gracie Fosa back. But they had started off 2-0 in the Big East without them. They're playing very hard, very together. They're a competitive bunch under Aaron Bath. Um, so I think there's, there's great things coming their way. I could see Coach Bath just getting great recruits because who wouldn't want to play for her? Kim, since you are the St. John's expert for us this week, I'm curious two things. First, I, I want to talk about their defense a little bit. Who stands out to you the most for them on defense? Now, that's a hard question because, hmm, three players. I'll give three brief mentions. In the post, yeah. it's Jillian Archer, who's the vet, and it's a transfer mm -hmm. from Robert Morris, Phoenix Gideon. Uh, there was some times oh. where Jillian Archer got into foul trouble, especially in the Providence game against Olivia Olsen, one of the best centers in the Big East. Phoenix Gideon, I kid you not, 
between the Marquette and the Providence game, she had to have drawn at least six charges in the post. She just is, she's not that tall. Look, she's six feet, but she's broad. She's strong. She steps up into position. She's not afraid of contact. I kid you not at least six charges in those two games. So she was great on defense. And then a real X factor for this team is going to be Tara Day, who transferred in from DePaul, was kind of didn't do much. Actually, she played about 20 mm, good minutes there, but not a lot of scoring. She is a real problem on the defensive end. Uh, she was the one who really shut down Jordan King in the Marquette game. Jordan King couldn't couldn't catch the ball couldn't get a shot off. She made her a passer. Jordan King only took six shots in that game. Tara Day also shut down Lucy Olson when St. John's beat Villanova. She's a real, real problem on the defensive end. She's long. She kind of reminds me of Aubrey Griffin, who we're praying for Aubrey right now, by the way, just not mm -hmm. quite as tall. I think Aubrey's six foot mm -hmm. six one. Tara Day is 5'10", but same length, same athleticism. She was a track champion in high school. She really changes things for them on the defensive end. Sticking with Unique Drake also, last year we saw her. She wins Big East Sixth Woman of the Year. And now this year, we're seeing her really come into her own even more so in this new role, really, that she has on the offensive side for St. John's. You were able to see her a bit last season, Kim. And Ice, if, if you were able to to call any games too, I'd love to have your your take on this as well. Where do you see her the most improvement for her? Well, she knows it's her team now, and I'm interested. We're going to talk to her just to see how she flipped that switch. The crazy thing, and I said this on the air uh, in the game, you wouldn't know that this is not a player that has an average 20 points a game every year. Like she, she, she's playing with the confidence right now, like with the swagger, like I do this every game. Like it's like, if you just watch her for the first time, you'd be like, Oh, she must be averaging like 18 on her career. Like, no, she averaged eight points a game last season. I feel like the skill has always been there, but she like embraced more of that role player. And now it's just her time to shine. Like she is such a skilled offensive player, fundamental. The three point shot is over 40% this season. The mid range pull up game is just ridiculous. It's automatic. It's stopping on a dime, not hitting rim on any of these pull ups. So I'm interested to hear from her. Cause like, I want to know where did this come from too? But for me, I think she's yeah. just like, stepping into this role. I think it's always been there and it's her time right now. Yeah, I would describe her as just, she's fantastic at picking her spots. Um, you know, I think in watching her play, she sometimes reminds me of Chris Paul, where she'll dribble, 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 probe, think about it, get to her spot, pull up on the elbow, knock down. Um, like Kim is saying, like she's a shooter, right? Like, yes, yeah, she can get through and slice through the lane, but like her pull up and her three is where she's the most dangerous. So I feel like in watching her play, like she knows exactly the spot she needs to get to in order to find success. And I think that's half the battle when you become the go-to scorer is finding ways to be efficient with your scoring. I think Liza Carlin is another player we see across like the league that's so efficient in the way in which she scores. It's the same way almost every single time, but you can't defend it. Um, and so I think in watching her play, that that's kind of what I see. And I'm excited to pick her brain about how she picks her spots and what she's looking for and what she's reading. But she's dissecting everyone's defense like, you know, only like a few other players right now in the league. 
Well, ladies, we can't wait any longer. Let's get into this. Let's go talk to Unique. Let's ask her these questions and let's get to learn a little bit more about the Big East Player of the Week. Welcome into In the Bonus, Unique Drake, the Big East Player of the Week out of St. John's. Woo! Hey, girl. How are you? Well, I'm good, but I did just learn that you enjoy your ribeye well done. So I'm a little concerned there. A little concerned with that one. I can't but you, you're on the road, Unique, after a great performance for you and Two your great team. performances. Two big wins for you guys. Yeah, two, excuse me, two great performances. Thank you. I mean, can you just bring us into right now the emotions of the team and what everyone's feeling right now in the locker room? Um, I would say everybody's just, we're starting to build our chemistry more. You know, we are a new team, so everybody's starting to click more. And um, everybody's just clicking with each other more, I would say, on the team. We're all kind of getting on the same page now. So the energy in the locker room is very high, um, all positive energy. So I would just say everybody's starting to click together. Unique. I was fortunate enough, I was on the call for both of your games last week. So I had a front row seat to your greatness um, we would love, we were just talking about this before you came on. We would love to hear about just kind of how your, your mindset, your mentality has shifted this year from really always embracing the important role of more of a role player last year's sixth woman of the year in the conference. And now you are a top player in this league, averaging more than 20 a game. Um, just what has switched in your mind for this season? Okay. Um, I would say coming off of last year, I had a role of coming being the spark off the bench. And um, this year I had a different role of starting the game and being the spark. So I would say my mindset shifted in those roles as being – because I am a fifth-year senior and we have a lot of freshmen on our team. So just being that leader for the team and being able to hit shots that didn't need me to hit and always being on the same page with Joey T um, has helped me be the player I am right now. So I feel like my role, it just shifted to more – being a leader and be able to make more shots for my team. You talk about making more shots. Um, and I think you're one of the best in the league right now at getting to your spots. You know, when you need to get off an ISO opportunity or when you're coming off the ball screen, as Tim talked about earlier, dynamic and just getting to your spot. So when you're in those situations, what are you looking at? Like, how are you looking at the defense? How are you deciding how to attack them? How are you figuring out how to get to your spots? Um, I would say, you know, if they go under the screen, I'm just going to stop right there and shoot the ball. And if they're guarding me on a pull-up and they back up a little bit, I'm just going to shoot it. If I see any space and I know I can hit the shot, I'm going to shoot the shot. But if they come up on me, I'm going to kick it to my teammate because somebody's open if I'm not. So any open space I see and I think I can make the shot, I just take my shot. Unique, we were talking a little bit about your team's defense, especially over these last two games. When you look at last year as compared to this year, team defense, wh where have you seen the biggest growth for you and your teammates? Um, I would say talking and communicating on the floor with defense because mm -hmm. if you don't talk on defense, it's just, it's just not going to work. So I would say talking has got better for us and um, just making sure that we're always in help side. Because, you know, if you get beat, you got to always know that somebody's going to have your back on help side. So I would say our help side has gotten a lot better for us and it works for us as a team. 
Unique, you talked about how much newness there is to the group this year, but really the other uh, St. John's veteran with you is Jillian Archer, who's also been really impressive as of late. How would you describe what she has brought to your team this season, specifically on the defensive end, if we stick with that end of the floor? Jill has brought a huge defensive presence for us. I mean, she blocks a lot of shots for us. She's just always there and helps side. Like, she's what we call a fixer on our defensive end. Like, she's always in the right spot for us if somebody's not. So I would say Jill is a huge part of our defense being successful for our team. She's just always there. She always knows where to be on defense. So she's a good, she's a good defensive player. Unique, when you talk about going through Big East play and finding ways to win at home and on the road, what do you feel like is the most critical component that the Red Storm bring every time on the court that's going to lead to success? Uh, I would say just competing, you know, just staying together throughout the entire game and our defense, you know, getting stops and then getting a stop and be able to go score on the other end is really huge for us because we can't get stops. We just got to make sure that we can go on the other end and get points on the board. So I would just say competing every night and just staying together and playing defense has helped us get the dubs that we've gotten this season. I think it might be time, Kim. Do, we ready to do a little in the bonus yes. round? With all right, Unique? so Unique, this is the game we play towards the end of the interview with all of our guests. Uh, since it is in the bonus, we're going to ask you five questions since that's how many fouls it takes to get in the bonus. Um, and just answer them however, however you want. Have fun with it. Okay, Unique, question one. And I'm very excited to hear this answer because I never know where to go when I come to St. John's. Your favorite place to eat around St. John's campus? I feel like <laughs> sorry. Um, this <laughs> 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 is funny because ain't no food place. This is for real. <laughs> There's no go like the subway. There's no good There's no good food places. A food truck. There's food places They said around Oh gosh. And, and a Chinese spot and the wall is pretty decent. Everybody Pizza got and bagels. I mean we're in Queens. We're both addiction. I would say our right, addiction is good. It's like a deli. Hey, I mean, we're in Queens. <laughs> we got to keep it simple. Deli, bagels, and pizza. What more? I don't know if that's the healthiest yeah. D1 athlete diet, but so it's called addiction? I was going to say. Yeah, it's called addiction. They sound like marketing pushes there. It's like that. Okay. Question. Oh, uh -oh. can you hear us? Okay. Yeah, I can hear y'all. Yeah. All right. Question two some type of content that you're consuming right now. It could be a show, a movie, a book, a podcast. What are you enjoying these days? Um, right now I've been watching Netflix. It's this show called, oh, what is the show called? Oh, <laughs> oh. Okay, I can't think of the show right now, but it's a show on Netflix where I've been watching that's really good. But I have been watching this. Is that good, huh? Yeah, it's really good. But I've okay. been watching this. What's, what is it about? Can you give us? It's about, okay, so this girl, 
I don't think it's weird. This girl had a heart surgery and she got somebody oh. else's heart. But like, it was a lot going on. It's a lot oh, going. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Is it like not in English? Like it has the voiceover oh, in, English? Oh, it's in English? It's in English. It's in English though. Oh, okay. Wrong show. Well, when you remember it, just yeah. tweet Close. us. This is a really good show. I'm about to finish it probably today. Okay. Yeah. Question three. Really a talent or skill you have Kevin outside Foles of basketball. Oh, talent or skill I have outside of basketball. Not many people know this, but I was in gymnastics when Ooh. I was younger. Yeah. Can you do I a flip? Flipping, flipping, doing the bars. The bars wow. was probably my favorite thing to do. The little swing bars. You was almost a mom Biles out here. Okay. Now I, I have to follow up because I was a swimmer and a basketball player, which was this like a unique, unique combination. Yeah. And I felt like swimming made me a better basketball player. Do you feel that being a gymnast made you a better basketball player in any way? Um, I would say mm. with coordination, you know, hand coordination, I say it did make me a better basketball player. So I love that. Yeah, it did. All right. What question four, what is your favorite activity to do on an off day or like during off time? Maybe you have a week off in the summer. I like to um, shop. I have a shopping problem. Um, I like to go to the mall. I like to go out to eat. You like the like finer things. Um, you know, get some food. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like to just enjoy, you know, outside of basketball life, just go outside see the world a little bit so i would just say like going to the mall getting some food any good purchases lately like yeah what are you shopping for yeah yeah oh. Kev? did you hear us Kev, they froze again what are we shopping no, for you all right y'all are back okay any good purchases lately um no i haven't really no i've been right now I've been slowing down with my purchases because I'm not going nowhere. It's basketball season, so I wouldn't say I have any crazy purchases right now. Never really bought much right now. Okay, unique. Last question of in the bonus. If you were gonna enter a three on three tournament, like lots of money on the line, you can pick any three teammates you want. We're gonna it's a team of four, so you have a sub. They can be college, pro, anyone you know, any gender. Who would your three three-on-three three teammates be? LeBron. Nice. Oh. Damian Lillard. And I'm going to have to get Giannis. She's going for I mean, it that's, all. That's going to be my She said, again. give me the money. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you need right to there. start over Damian Lillard, though, the way you're, you're shooting the three ball Four these positions. days. Damien needs to come off the bench. Yeah. Yeah, better tell Giannis get your rebound. She doesn't need a rebound if she makes all of her shots. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Unique yeah. Drake, you have completed in the bonus. We love getting to hear more about you. Nice. Yes, ma'am. Unique. This was so much fun. Oh, straight. straight. Shout out to Kevin, who might make a cameo in this podcast. He was dealing with the port. Yeah. Cincinnati I needs to fix their to connection and their bandwidth out there. Yeah, they need yes. to lock up. Unique 
Drake, thank you so much for joining us on In the Bonus. This was so much fun. Wait, can I see me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. So much fun talking with Unique. Her and the Johnnies do have a big one on Saturday, this upcoming weekend at 2 p.m. Eastern time. They take on UConn. That game will be aired live on SNY, so that's going to be a fun one to, to watch. What games are we watching this weekend? Ice, Kim, maybe we're on a couple calls for some of them. Ice, what uh, conference matchups have your eye this weekend? Yes, they are sending me to Milwaukee. I'm checking out. I'm excited for it. Um, I think this is my second time going to Marquette. Um, So I will have DePaul at number 23 Marquette. That's on Saturday. It's a late one. It's 9 p.m. Eastern time. I will have to take, you know, coffee and then a Red Bull. Maybe that's a little late for me. Um, But really excited for this matchup. I I think DePaul has just seemed so close. You know, every time, like, even these games that they're losing, like it's single digits, they're climbing, different people are stepping up. And so just really want them to try to put it all together and have a good 40, a solid 40 minutes of play. And I think for Marquette, it's about protecting home court, right? You're, it's about protecting home court. You've experienced a couple of losses late, lately. You have to show that you've learned from them and that you're growing in your response. So it's a, it's a, I'm excited for, for this matchup. Um, and the coaches matchup as well. I think, you know, Coach Duffy and Coach Doug, like it's just such a good – you know, chess, chess match. Um, and so excited to see the in-game adjustments from both coaches. Hmm. Kim, how about you? Well, by the time people are listening to this, we will have completed Marquette at Seton Hall on Tuesday night. It's yes. weird. I'm like speaking into the future. We're recording this on <laughs> Monday. I'll be on that call tomorrow night. When you're listening to it, it will have already happened. So I have a feeling that's going to be a tight one. So I'm, I can't wait to hear how that one ended up. Um, another one I have my eye on again, if you're listening to this podcast right now, 1130 AM on today, Wednesday, Georgetown at Villanova. I'm intrigued Ooh. by this matchup. Uh, Villanova hasn't played since that uh, win on the road at Seton Hall. And Georgetown continues to be a big story in the Big East. They are 8-0 on the road this season. Um, so they're going to take it into Villanova, who had a pretty surprising win, I would say, over Seton Hall on the road. Um, Kelsey Ransom continues to just put together a monster season. Obviously, the star power in Lucy Olsen and still, you know, waiting to see who are those consistent third and fourth scores for Villanova. Um, we know Denise Dillon is a great coach. Um, so I'm, I think that's going to be a great game. Georgetown at Villanova, Georgetown taking their undefeated road record into the fin Wednesday, 1130 AM. I'm going to assume that's a kid's game and you're going to need to bring your headphones if you're uh, over the age of 12. Those get so loud and but there's so much fun but they I are mean, that's what it's all about right but it is like even when you watch back those games it's just like shrieking and you're like oh my God. they're like cheering for both teams like yeah they don't care what happens like action and it's just screaming oh man they are fans of baskets being scored that's it yeah it's great it's great we love it we love it. Okay, so if anyone's interested, we get can catch ICE this weekend on CBS Sports Network. Oh, can Kim, I say one on- more thing? 
Oh yes, I will. You can. I'll plug one more thing I'm on this week because Fox Sports, That's one here. of our biggest partners. I'm really excited about this. I'm going back to the LA studio this weekend. We have Indiana at Iowa in Fox primetime hoops. I I don't know if a women's game has ever been in this Fox primetime hoops, which is Saturday night, eight o'clock. I have to confirm, I don't recall a women's game ever being in this spot. Gus Johnson is on the call. Sarah Kustak. Wow. Um, I'll be in the studio for that one. So that's a must-see game. because Everyone's talking about Caitlin Clark, but Indiana is really good. Like They have been so impressive offensively as of late. They have just one loss on the season. They haven't lost in a while. So like everyone's like, rah, rah. Caitlin Clark, she's on all the ads, all the promos, like rightfully so. She's, you know, the biggest ticket seller in the game right now. But let's also talk about how good Indiana is. And this is, I think, going to be a great game. So I'll be on, I think we're going to be on pre-show, we'll have a pre-game show, we'll have halftime, probably post-game. So tune into that as well. So I, I think our, our show will start at 7.30 Eastern time on Saturday. Amazing. What time, what day Bye. are you heading back out to Oh, she's turning into a Cali girl on us. I really, right? yeah. really though. Uh, yeah, really though. On Friday, a little sunshine, okay, snow on the ground here. <laughs> so I'm happy to be getting out there. Yeah, enjoy and the palm trees. Yeah, but we will just. In, I will be thinking warm thoughts while I'm watching you during halftime. <laughs> Good. I will send them your way. Amazing, ladies. Another one in the books. Let's let's wrap this, shall we? In our favorite way. Let's be do sure it. <laughs> be sure to subscribe to in the bonus by the Big East Conference on your preferred podcast listening platform, such as iHeartRadio, Amazon, Amazon Music, Amazon Music Spotify, Spotify, Deezer, TuneIn, Radio, Radio Public, Pandora, Overcast, Odyssey, Samsung Podcast, Pocket Cast. Claire Simple Simple Cast. Cast. Apple, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> as well as the Big East Conference YouTube page, and make sure to like, share, and review. You can also visit BigEast.com for more conference news and information. We'll see you guys next week. Here go the hearts. They were a little bit there. <laughs>